0: That's kind of that's kind of it is uh i'm moving it's it's a new year um that's that's basically it for me <laughs> uh, what, what about you well
1: at this point like i mean you kind of i mean this probably like won't won't go up until till past the new year but you kind of still have some things <laughs> in store for you right like you're truly in the middle of planning and transition right now and it's kind of crazy and i'm kind of frankly uh surprised how calm you sound you sound actually very cool calm and collected uh well much much more so than i've I've heard in the past week or so yeah it's surprising to me how you're uh keeping such a level head considering how how stressful of a transition you're currently going through
0: Yeah, I mean, just to just to give a little primer, not that anyone's interested, I got out of my business that I've had for 10 years, I'm moving my stuff, and just crashing at my parents house for a month. And then I'm flying out to Vermont in the middle of a pandemic, even though I'm not, I don't think the virus is, you know, gonna kill me or anything. It's just sort of a lot to do. And then when I get back, we're gonna record some more episodes. We've got some really good ones lined up. I'm, I'm really excited. And then I'm I'm moving out to Texas on the first because California's become is sort of like dystopic kill city uh, with, you know, it's it just like every single JG Ballard-esque nightmare scenario you could concoct from the 1970s has come true. I mean, people yeah. are sticking their dicks in exhaust pipes uh everyone's gone mad here yeah so yeah so yeah it's a sort of la's become a Ballardian nightmare uh it's like full-blown cyberpunk gavin Newsom dy- dystopia so i'm i'm moving on to a place where i don't feel like i'll uh meet my ine- my inevitable fate won't be uh the cyber gulag <laughs>
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, yeah that's and that's it so
1: yeah, I um, honestly, I mean, I I, I kind of don't want to say anything, but uh, my well, I got engaged, which is which is big. Um Amazing. But my, we're we're I we're already thinking, knew that. We're, yeah, we're, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're thinking about we're thinking about moving out to to Eastern Oregon, out to like the John Day area specifically. Beautiful. Um, and away from away from Portland so i i don't know we'll we'll see what happens but that's definitely that could be in the cards for me as well so we we both could be operating from completely different places here
0: uh when when are you planning on moving
1: oh i i'm not sure that's it that's a (laughs) that's a tentative thing that like we're not totally sure about that um we're gonna be visiting there soon who knows really like i i can see considering how like life has been i can see us just you know it happening just right around the corner from now but also i uh yeah i'm not sure we don't have any like exact plans but it's something that we've been talking a lot about so yeah that's that's we'll see we don't yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see but i do like i like the idea of being out in eastern oregon and i like the idea of you being out in texas
0: yeah i do too it kind of you know i think moving east sort of reinforces my interest in, uh, I guess you would say, the West Coast or sort of West Coast history and topography. And, and in a lot of ways, it's sort of been kind of like this, I wouldn't say bittersweet because there's absolutely nothing I'm, I'm going to miss about this place in the present sense. But, you know, like I'm, I'm from here. I, I definitely have fond memories here. My family, my, my folks are here you know the whole point is to move somewhere and operate in a place where you can kind of expand and there's expanse and there is out east it's not west anymore texas is kind Mm -hmm. of like the way the west the west used to be Mm -hmm. in in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. i mean it's being more mediated through technology which is kind of another thing i want to get to is like bitcoin and nfts and and i've been getting really into that stuff uh because i think as mainstream financial institutions become more and more predictable and more and more enclosed to a certain high caste of people, namely Wall Street and Democrats and, you know, you could say Republican Party to uh, the neocons, at least. Uh, yeah, I just think that I think that there's there's new opportunities that are completely outside of the realm of of politics because now i just have no interest in politics what's it's just it's not fun at all it's not interesting i just i i could care less like as for me like i just want to be in texas with my 3d printed guns and mm-hmm. uh doing this all day and starting video stuff and mm-hmm. getting into into I'm moving into a pretty interesting living situation too. That could be really fruitful and uh, good for for the sort of creative spirit. Can
1: you talk a little bit
0: about that, or
1: are you uh, yeah, uh,
0: I'm kind of moving into this like content creator house, and like Justin Murphy's going to be involved. It's going to be fucking crazy. I mean, it's it's <laughs> kind of like a a pretty wild kibbutz-like experiment that i think uh but you know there's going to be workshops out of it and just trying to find like weird ways to have it basically operate and pay for itself i mean you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a gamble but i feel like at this point i want to take things to the next level like i don't want to you know i i want to Get into the bigger picture here. I'm, I'm sort of in it to win it, and I think there's opportunity for that now, if people are not. I think most. I think a lot of people can be really fucked, and they can feel really stagnant, and sort of fall through the cracks. And like, I just don't want to allow that to happen at all. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I'm really excited about like people starting long-form publication things too and
0: totally. like, uh,
1: I, I only say that because that's something you and I have talked about for a long time as well like when I was kind of coming aboard Container that was kind of like because you were, you were interested in me like largely because of my writing you know like and uh, we're wanting and and you've been doing a lot of writing yourself and you know we're thinking of like trying to find a way of how to get our writing out there like <laughs> that was, that was really around like some of our first conversations yeah. around that. And so it's kind of exciting to see other people too interested in that. Like, um, you know, like that's exciting, no?
0: No, it is. Uh, yeah. I, I think so. I think it's, uh, this last year I wrote one thing in an academic journal that, that actually did pretty good, but that's it. And for me, it's like, I started out writing like theory fiction and i mean and i've gotten away from critical philosophy only because i think it's it's been terminated by a few select people and there's not really much there's not really much left to go in that world and then it becomes about branding and being a fucking nerd and and just like shit I just don't fucking care about it's like Deleuze terminated in Nick land uh, phenomenology and uh, Heidegger and probably Malibu and uh, Mitchell Heisman's suicide note which is this 2000 page suicide note written by a guy who worked at a bookstore that he left on on a blog when he killed himself at a Harvard yard Um, at Harvard is it's probably one of the most complete texts of critical philosophy you could possibly find. Mm. And after reading that, I mean, it's completely wild. He has this, ch- this, ta- this chapter called, uh, the spiritual penis of Jesus. And, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's like it like the guy is like a complete genius. And, and since reading that, I just kind of, was i'm like well there's all these things that hold like aesthetic beauty in these thi- in these ways that are modern and podcasting became one of them to me and it became something really meaningful to me so in 2021 i just say there's going to be a lot of podcasting uh mm-hmm. a lot of cool shit um, we're yeah. going to start writing more Blowergeist has a really cool um new uh new publication Apocalypse
1: Confidential After.
0: yeah it's just like a mixture of neo-noir and the CCRU and JG Ballard it it has a very uh, Feral House um, uh, research V Vale kind of totally. spirit to it which is which is great um, I've, I hung out with V Vale a few times because really? my ex yeah my ex used to be really good friends with him and work for him she oh, did all great. of those like book fairs Right. and stuff for him and he's a really interesting guy He was the first keyboard player in blue cheer <laughs> uh and he and he uh he grew up a seventh day adventist wow in riverside like where they all live <laughs> and they all live to be like 108 years old so that's wild
1: i um uh wanted to ask you about like how your interest in california like Correct me uh, if I'm wrong, but your interest in California has kind of been uh, more pronounced since you have begun taking the steps towards leaving. Like, and I find that really interesting because I don't know uh, some of my favorite artists from California. have always talked about their fascinations, specifically Los-, Los Angeles artists but their fascinations with the city that they're from kind of becoming more pronounced and their art becoming more about uh, that place um, after they would left there. So I thought it yeah. was interesting <clears throat> that you said that you were like kind of thinking more about California and more about, you know. Yeah, right? I,
0: I mean, one of the Salo forum, Niccolo Salo had a, uh, he has a really good, on his forum i don't read much of it but i always go back to that uh Cal- to the california sub forum on there where it's mm-hmm. just like all just tons of of crazy californian history from like parsons to uh this um this really weird uh commune out in uh, in the antelope valley and i i i keep forgetting the name now but there's there's all of this really interesting stuff how it basically it's like california is just fundamentally off in a mm-hmm. way and i think about uh you know i've been listening to a lot of the band love lately and to me they're sort of like the quintessential la band because they're so dark and 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 they're called love and they have this baroque sound but they were all like super gangster, heroin addict, pulling guns out on people, robbing donut shops, uh, getting sent to Mexican prisons. Janis Joplin referred to them as hate. And their lyrics are just all about LA. Like Forever Changes is all about Los Angeles. And it's all about, it's like the juxtaposition between this sort of like light, airy, Baroque music and these just dark, uh, lyrics like one of them that's that in Daily Planet is, I think, uh, it might be Daily Planet, I'm not sure, but it's uh, and the snot is caked against my pants, it has turned into crystals. There's a bluebird sitting on a branch. Why don't I take my pistol? I've got it in my hand because he's on my land, kind of thing. There's something about that band to me that. And you know Arthur Lee after he's Love, fascinating. Yeah, after Love broke up he moved to Memphis and he's been in Me- he's from- he was
1: he was born in Memphis, wasn't yeah,
0: he? He was born in Memphis and he went back to Memphis after Love broke up. And it, and I, and I think of him as like the most LA person, you know, cuz he grew uh-huh. up in West Adams. He was the high scoring he was the record breaker on his, the high school basketball team at Dorsey High for points scored as a shooting guard, which I think right. is also a really interesting thing. But to me, everything he did was about and He moves to Memphis for a long time, and then he pulls a gun out on his landlord and gets sent to prison for 10 years. I, I mean, it, it's just sort of like this fascinating story that I, I've just been listening to them a lot as I go get out of here, kind of like, I guess permanently. So, I mean, but yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I I think it's, uh, I mean, it's such a strange place. um, And it's where we met and I, even though I don't live there, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm always thinking of you down there and it's always been a place that I figured I would come back to at this point in my life like I
0: there's nothing to come back to. I I
1: don't know if that I I can't imagine you know what I mean like I I was born there like all my family is there I have all this like history with my family there you know up and down the state and so I kind of just I don't know I always figured that that and now knowing that (laughs) that won't happen is strange but um I uh I started listening to Love because you told me about them and I, I don't know I think Arthur Lee is so uh perfectly emblematic of that kind of like I don't know he no one I, I doubt that many people I don't know he 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 very much seems to represent a lot of the things that like you and I both love about that city and you know, love kind of is so dynamic and weird and frightening and beautiful and un, you can't categorize it. And uh, uh, it's it's depressing to see. I don't know, like you, you do want to go back and kind of like hold on to that. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. To that kind of like you start to miss these things that like made you want to stay there or go back there or build something there you know what i mean like
0: yeah it's uh i don't know but,
1: like like why why are we obsessed with la even though like
0: you know what i mean i i don't on some level i don't really understand why <laughs> I, I i just think historically and artistically as a place that it kind of expanded organically i mean when la was first founded and this is kind of a fascinating fact The murder rate of of a ten thousand population city or Mm -hmm. area, they had the murder rate was one person a day. That makes like Bogota, Colombia, look like nothing in in comparison or something like that. Yeah. So uh, to me, it just seems like this place that had been basically, I guess, just cucked by neoliberalism. uh, You know because. There's, like, the natural fusion of cultures that L.A. sort of fosters and cultivates mm-hmm. the history with Mexico and, and and even, like, the band Love. Like, Brian McLean was, like, a rich kid who dated Liza Minnelli when he was in high school from Beverly Hills. And then you have, like, Arthur Lee, who's this, like, thug dude from the yeah. hood uh you know and they were like the two singers of the band
1: yeah 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 and and, yeah and they
0: and so they had this like so there there was even that dynamic and it felt arcane and natural and la definitely had a lot of that it used to foster weirdos i mean
1: yeah and 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 that 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 kind of connection between arthur lee and that guy right like doesn't that strike you as a very less like this between this like rich kid and this um like guy from South Central, like over music, it it something about that seems to be a very like Los Angeles story. Oh, totally. I mean, I, 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 I can't I, really the, tell you why. I went but. to
0: I went to public school with like six thousand kids. It was just, ev- there was like every different kind of person there, mm-hmm. and you know, there was something really distinct about the place. And now it's like Midwestern transplants with their white, gray wall, minimalist. You know, PR design, blogger job, not even blogs. I guess you would say social media managers. It's just this like taking pictures in front of angel wing murals. Just this really garbagey, trite culture that is has kind of moved in, and I I think a mm. lot of it's Midwestern Strivers, uh, specifically mm. from Milwaukee, which is literally hell on earth all the worst people come from wisconsin uh Dude, they're, my... ter- they're really ter- they're really Dude, that's, ter- that's that's where my girl's from don't oh me. shit i'm sorry I won't, I won't oh man i'll no cut that, no, no cut no, that no. part out cut no that, but out. um
1: but no keep going no i understand no. <laughs> your feelings about wisconsin but i i know i i don't th- but man i i love parts of wisconsin but i do know what you mean about like like keep going with that i I just had to say a sign oh no 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 it's just it's
0: like the midwesterners and new york people
1: i I remember when i came back like when i was down there when i met you i was like where the fuck did all these people from illinois come from like suddenly i was like where are all these Midwesterners from this was in like 2006.
0: oh yeah and they're all like kind of the worst people here in a way people from LA are great it's just the people who come here
1: they're different and there's just LA used to like I know everyone shits on it and I get why but it did have this kind of untouchable unpretentiousness for a while I know that LA for for a period of time avoided a kind of avoided a kind of pretentiousness that like maybe new york had or whatever yeah so it's I, it, I feel like there are just aspects collegiate. of it that, that got away that that got you away from that kind of new york shit i don't know yeah if that
0: makes sense. well well la doesn't have a rich intellectual tradition i mean you have like the philosophical society but this is like arcane like besant lodge a cult uh, very outside of the standard what could be deemed as uh, institutionally correct kind of ways of thinking like everyone I think from the East Coast they have this very prestige as as college becomes more and more fucking worthless and you're seeing more and more of these kinds of like expertism, cult of, I guess uh, just this collegiacy mentality mm-hmm. that kind of stems from the east coast when you see it yeah, yeah, yeah. you're starting to see it encroach more it yeah. as these neoliberals kind of like expand their their tentacles and infiltrate all facets of public and private life you start you start to see the influence of the minimalism the uh the kind of snobbery and mm-hmm. la mm-hmm. was like a trash place for trash people like nobody wants yes to yeah, yeah yeah uh, yeah it was just seen as like a garbage place like i remember when i moved back here and it was so cheap and that was like you know nine ten years ago so i reread
1: the big nowhere recently you know the james alroy book and like i just have to mention this because it just speaks to what the place used to be like there's this scene in the book where uh, this character is going out to like find pit bull breeders and where those all used to be were in like the canyons. So he's going out to like Topanga and like Malibu to find these like, oaky pit bull breeders. Cause that's, those were the people who used to, to be out there primarily like in the canyons. And like, that's where you would go if you wanted to buy a pit bull as you'd go out to, I don't know. I just found that so strange. And it's just interesting how much has has changed since then I was I mean obviously this this book is like the 50s and everything the canyons were a, were a, a very strange like landscape and and that California landscape and you say like a trash place for trash people it just but it attracted like weirdos you know what I mean they're just generations of weirdos from around there and like in the best possible way and it just I don't know it just kind of like produces a certain kind of person that i uh it's too bad that it's getting infiltrated by such shit
0: (laughs) yeah but i mean also i wanted to ask you how does it feel to be engaged that's so amazing
1: oh yeah totally um uh i mean honestly uh we like I, I, it w- it was a matter of time and uh like she knew it was going to happen. But she didn't know when it was going to happen, but she knew it was going to happen. And, you know, like I, I, I took a while to, to, you know, figure out what I wanted to, how I wanted to do it. And I, uh, yeah, I just, I proposed around Christmas and I don't know, it, it, it feels surreal. Honestly, I, I don't want to say that it hasn't quite like set in yet. I don't know, man, like, I guess I, I've known for a little while that this is the person who I wanted to be with.
0: That's beautiful. but I feel
1: really grateful to have found them. And, and, you know, this is somebody who I've known half my life, like somebody who I met when I was 14 you know, and yeah, we've, we've been friends like forever and had crushes on each other for, for years and kind of got together later in life and it's been wonderful. And, you know, she's changed my life and is uh, just the best person. I don't know. I I just feel so grateful to be with her and I, I, I feel so grateful, honestly, I feel so grateful to be with, have someone like her during a time like this. And because I, I haven't had to be, I mean, you know me and like, I, I've spent a huge, spent a big part of my life alone and isolated, but like, I didn't, I haven't spent COVID that way. You know, I, I've been with her the whole time and yeah, I, um, I don't take that for granted at all
0: yeah that's that's amazing yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of in a weird situation because i started uh yeah you know it's um i'm kind of hanging out with somebody too but they don't live in the same state as me so it's uh, i've been i mean i've been alone the whole time Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just kind of um yeah it's been it's been really challenging yeah all this stuff you know just being alone because my ro- my roommate is a good friend he already moved out to texas and he's been gone working on a movie for six months so i mean i've been in the lockdowns have been so draconian here and they haven't helped at all and i'm just sort of how do i make it through this next month you know that's that's just basically all i'm saying is like i go out but I think mm-hmm. 2021 is going to be the best year in world history. Yeah, <laughs> why not, dude? I I really do. I I have all of these predictions. I think, as I said earlier, as the sort of mainstream monetary, as these tech companies they further consult, as they further consolidate with with state and corporate power, and they merge and they become this sort of like global feudal neo fascist sino whatever system i i think that things are actually going to open up in other pockets and basically i i just want to do anything i can to survive this period and not just survive like i want to ball out uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so i i'm i'm just trying to get everything in order so that i can i can keep this project going and some of that is i'm going to start selling my art as uh, non-fungible tokens i'm going to start getting into that which i think is a really interesting thing and i am actually thinking about selling podcast episodes that way
1: this is a
0: really weird experiment that i think because technically (laughs) you can you can create anything i mean it's like it's like that one wu-tang album that was only for one person and Martin Shkreli bought it like you could you could potentially make a whole soundtrack that can only exist as a a non-fungible token and so I'm like looking into all this blockchain shit because you know I want to start putting out music like I started this project partially as like a CDR label Uh does like art ephemera and makes like handmade stuff and then i just started putting all the music as soundtracks and podcast episodes and then it just became pretty weird podcast experiment that i chose the name contain because i was like what is something that cannot that's just so boring and nondescript that nobody can you know you can't memory hole it it can't be key it's just there's nothing about it that is remarkable in any fucking way it's it's like i think it just is like picking a name out of a hat because yeah. you want it in my opinion it's very easy to sort of cater to the whims of the moment and another prediction for 2021 if you're not making something critique criticism is over it's Mm -hmm. it's done Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this this whole let's critique things let's Mm -hmm. see where we went wrong let's uh let's see what how do we make place value judgments on you know new art Mm -hmm. you know that has no historical you know context i think it's done I, i just don't think there's any I don't think there's any way to do that. I think it's really boring. I think I think that's gonna be over. Everyone, you know, especially now they want to be Christopher Lash really bad. Mm-hmm. And not to say I don't like him, but I mean, come on, you know, like we, we have to make something happen here.
1: Do you think I mean I kind of feel like criticism it's kind of becoming irrelevant, but it's also like it's it's there's it's sort of it's sort of changing. Like there, it it definitely doesn't exist in the same way. And I think that at least as far as like criticism is concerned, in order for it to be good, you really, the bar has to be raised significantly. I mean, you, you have to really create something. What I'm trying to say is that you have to be a, in order to really make noise as, as like a kind of, you have to basically be pauline kale you know yeah. what i mean like you have yeah. to be like a or a paul one in a, or, one in a million yeah a certain, or you or, can be like paul, paul demand or or paul schrader like you have yeah. to like and when i say that it's like like he's not a critic he's a writer but but he the books he wrote about
0: transcendental Azu, style yeah and you know? yeah and,
1: and and like that's what you have to do now if you want to like critique stuff like you have to you have to create stuff like that, and at a certain point, stuff like his book on transcendental cinema—I forget what exactly it's called. It might be called that, but like you have—you have to make something. You know, you yeah. can't just like uh, sit back and and take two shots. Like you have to—you have to create something that has narrative and structure and breadth, and you know, and and nobody—and also like nobody's interested in hearing somebody be expressively negatively take something apart, you know? Yeah. People like to celebrate things and connect about things they love. And that's one thing, but the practice of dissecting these
0: things is over. I, I, fu- I fully agree. And I think, you I think it's I mean? a, does that make sense? Yeah. No, it's yeah. a, it totally makes sense. I mean, it's, it's a total psyop anyway, the whole i mean negative dialectics thing from the frankfurt school was basically an oss import (laughs) and not to get um not to go down this whole rabbit hole but this whole idea of deconstruct and critique for the sake of it endlessly i think i think it's sort of worn out i mean you know i put out the past year i mean other than the documentary i mean i made two full-length albums in one year uh, <laughs> to to little to absolutely z- nobody fucking cared but I I'm really hoping because I have another one uh, coming out too that I'm hoping to release maybe as an NFT maybe as its own podcast of his, but it's basically my my death doom project and I I really want to start working on that i mean like i'll never I, I may not play live ever again but i'm always gonna keep making music i mean mm-hmm. i i'm gonna start playing guitar solos while i edit stuff i already started playing synthesizer over the episodes while i edit them just randomly here and there i mean just because it's so fucking boring and tedious and I just don't like doing it. So mm-hmm. if I can just pull out this a midi keyboard and just start messing around over parts I think are interesting, then it it makes things a lot a lot cooler for me. But yeah, I mean that's that's basically it, man. It's just a you know, I think this year is going to be really wild. I I think there's going to be a lot of new interesting developments i think the world is going to trend in a much worse direction and i I don't think people understand what they've done by letting kamala harris become president of the united states i i I really don't not to get political but i think that kind of takes politics it takes them off the table you you no longer have can be a political person, you have to go beyond that. And that's where I think criticism is over. I think it's fully fucking over. Everyone's a pundit. Nobody made anything generative. I see the same shit over and over again. And I'm I'm bored of it.
1: When you say criticism, are you thinking mostly in terms of political criticism? Like this oh, a certain think, brand I of think, political criticism. I, like, think I know you're so. I know you're thinking of different criticism in general, but no, like, no, no, you, no, In particular, thinking about more pointed kind of political criticism and whatnot. I, I,
0: I mean, I think a lot of it is. I, I would say that. Not to say that people don't need the news. I mean, there's, there's a difference between news and social criticism, and I think there's like a there's a real difference. Even though there's nothing truly objective, everything has its own. You know everything has its own set of criterias and biases that's that's there is no such thing as uncolored reporting because there are certain aesthetic things that go into whatever you do that automatically signal you know who your audience is especially mm-hmm. now now it's almost completely unavoidable there is no neutral territory anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, to me i think it's about it's not just politics i think i think people should talk more about what they like and what they love i think that's way better exactly yeah yeah then or they should be like well this whole situation is fucked you know we're living in this sort of quasi sino-fascist bug world with endless technocratic rule and people shaming you into believing things that aren't real or are real and there's no there's no real there's no truth procedure anymore so why don't you find a way to make something that can't be captured by the time but if you're just sitting there commentating on it mm-hmm. like oh yeah yeah, you're, yeah yeah then you're you're immediately stuck within that that criteria you're already playing their game
1: you're, you're on a you, oh man yeah it, it's like a schizophrenic psychotic feedback loop <laughs> oh yeah hundred like, percent like you it's like when you see people locked in onto some kind of like tick but that yeah that's fascinating and, no, it, it uh, is. Yeah.
0: It's it's got its own sort of schizophrenic.
1: Because it's so easy to recreate. You know what I mean? You, you're absolutely right. It's not. It's so easily capturable. I know that's yeah, not a word, and... but you can capture
0: it so easily. No, totally. I think uh, I think when you when you make yourself easily perceptible, I think that's a big problem and and one of the like i said one of the reasons why this whole project has become so nebulous and free floating is i want to see if it i want to see how long it can last without becoming something different because it's it never is anything that specific to begin with and it can take on many different many different faces and shapes and it's just sort of this you know I, I i just want to keep things exciting and unpredictable yeah and i guess that and and again like hard to sort of categorize what this thing is in a lot of ways so i you know that's I guess super
1: I'm, important to me the the hard to categorize thing i realize like i i've just seen more and more just the the potential in that and we we talked about it, and we'll get into it but just I don't know the more you can kind of like break those patterns it just becomes so infinitely exciting
0: oh totally
1: you yeah. but okay, keep oh going. yeah
0: so so what are your predictions what what do you think is gonna happen
1: I mean honestly I I don't I don't have a lot of predictions but but I'll do the best I can I mean life for me has been on this like weirdly upward trajectory for a while now with work and relationships and finding outlets. And I pray every day and I often, I, I mean, I really take each day as it comes and I kind of don't, I try not to have too high of expectations and I try not to future trip too hard. That's been a big, big thing for me. But I will say that like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Barrett. I really don't. I, I don't know what it's going to look I don't, like. I don't either. I, I know what I love and what I'm going to fight for in 2021 and I know that I'm going to keep just keep pushing and, and keep trying to generate things and like I think there are a lot of really exciting things on the table right now and really exciting potential things that could happen and I'm just going to keep trying to fight for those things and Man, it's it's hard to think about because it just feels like everything is everything is a fight, man. Um, yeah. And seems I, like it. I, uh, you know, and it's just kind of like starting a family, you know, and yeah. really finding a space for ourselves and making things that i love and working with people who i care about and i have these relationships that mean a lot to me now and i don't know i i uh i think it can be i think it could be really good my prediction is that it can be it it could be really good i i don't yeah i think that critiquing things is is a complete dead end and i think that yeah that's no one wants to hear that shit. and uh i think you know me; I'm not a political person, and I'm not, I'm not looking to be saved by a politician. So I I, I don't know I don't know what to yeah, say there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, totally. But I, I, not... I don't I don't have any hope. I'm just trying to get killed by one, I guess.
0: Yeah. No. No. Definitely. I'm a. <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of it for me. Is I I think 2021 is going to be a good year. Uh, I I kind of know I I have some plans to circumvent a lot of these things that because i do think it's important to plan ahead and i Mm -hmm. I really do think it's important to sort of like read the situation with with some sort of clarity and you you know and, and crazy people sometimes they see the bigger picture and and i think what's been lost in is people really appreciating that a lot of times the crazier the person is that's somebody you want because they're not hung up on the particulars. They're just, they, they're they not really concerned with, with those things. And I, I, like I said, in my mind, I think 2020 is going to be very similar to the 20 to the 1920s after the Spanish flu. I mean, I'm just sort of looking at predictive mm. patterns in history mm-hmm. and, and, and seeing that there's going to be like this new form of bootlegging and maybe they'll invent some new, uh, recreational drugs that will be super fun. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I just Absolutely. think that there's going to be this, this really sort of wild expansive period as a depression sort of like coalesces as well that we're, mm-hmm. t- we're technically already in. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I, I just see a lot of things I think it's going to be good for a lot of people though, you know, in a strange way, it's not going to be written that way, but I I don't know. Like I feel like weirdly optimistic about this next year. I just, I do.
1: Yeah, I kind of do too. And I agree with you about that.
0: Bold. If if you, if you want to take risks and you want to, de-standardize yourself and you're looking at these institutional models and you're saying wait this doesn't make any sense this is bullshit you know you'll be fine yeah that's that's how i feel
1: yeah absolutely i'm just trying to think what i can add to that i agree i guess i just don't um I guess there's I just am keeping in mind that there's been a lot of things for me in my own personal life that have happened in this past year that I'm very grateful for, you know, and, you know, there's been a lot of things that have happened this month that are are have been like some of the most wonderful moments in my entire life have happened. And I expect that. I mean, tempered, but like very positive expectations for the next year. And I don't have a lot to go on for that, but I guess I really haven't felt. Yeah. I I hate, I I don't know. I hate to say, I'm not trying to like, I I don't know anything that anybody else doesn't, but I'm I'm just, I don't feel bound to a politician or like an ideology at the moment that I I, I feel okay. You know, I just need to look out for myself and, people who i care about and do the best i can and yeah kind of
0: no i i mean i get it this last year has been probably really bad for me in a lot of ways but i made i think some pretty good decisions and made some really important sacrifices that will end up making 2021 potentially a lot better and Hopefully the show I think I think the show given the schedule and everything is just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of my biggest hope and and when I'm out in Texas like I can expand it more and there will be more stuff and I've basically I've got a pretty interesting setup and it's cuz I'm just, you know, I'm I'm going all in on what I what I truly care about, what I believe in. And, and I think that that's, to me, you know, this last year has been pretty, it's been really productive, but it's been a really hard year for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, it's just to, honestly, I I have to pray twice a day. I mean, it's, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not praying to God, uh, you know, that's, that's just one thing I have to do because there are some days for the past two months where I'm like, I'm gonna give up. I'm not gonna make it through this. I mean, I've been so busy. There's been points where I've been sleeping three to four hours a night, and I'm just like, when will this fucking hell end? Like, mm-hmm. why do I? Why does this have to be this way? And it's like, in total isolation too, and. It, it, and at the same time i i know that it's because i have to plan ahead but at the same time it's like the worst thing i think anybody can do is waste their time
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can waste your money on whatever the fuck you want that's something you can get back you you don't you can't get your time back
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: you really can't so and some of that means sacrificing to make the time you have in the future better you know and and so so there's an element of both of those things and i think i i personally am like yeah last year was really bad for me and for a lot of other people but this oh, year yeah. is gonna but this year i have a feeling you know this year is going to be fine and that's that I mean that's basically yeah it, so. i
1: I have to say though that like in particular, like when i when I talk about like this past year, like for the majority of the people I care about, it's been awful. I am speaking in comparison and and you've known me for a little while, and we've been in two different cities, but you've known me for a while, and my life was so bad up into a certain point, you know, like and brutal in a way and it started to get better and yeah i mean and it started to get better through praying once in the morning and once in the evening and like sounds insane but it just i don't know man i i just uh, i i think that that can be okay you know um and i think so too it's strange that i i feel terrible that like in some ways, so many good things in my life have happened during a time that has been so horrible for everyone I care about <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been very very weird
0: no, I know, but you know i i i feel pretty i think I think we pretty much got it i think I think it's good, yeah yeah i don't really have anything else to say honestly
1: yeah other yeah.
0: than uh i hope everyone has a has a great 2021 and things you know things can get better i, re- I really do think that I, and i think that we're all gonna make it and hopefully yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what to say anymore i kind of ran out everything's
1: gonna be okay we'll um, be
2: Rather than fight you, I'll give you my bell And then you can ring it and go As fast as you can I'm gonna tell another story About an animal called man Well he struts all around With his tailor-made suits But his mind is all Filled up with bullshit And.